Welcome to Momentum Church. Amen. Do you guys love the Word of God? I know I do. I really do. I want you to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 5, and we're going to get into this this morning. This is our second week in our series called Flex. And um, as we're looking at this idea of flex, you know, that's a term that you see in urban slang. It can kind of mean to front, to kind of be fake and to be arrogant. And, and last week I was teaching you guys a little bit about the whole idea of people who, who, who have that invisible lat syndrome. And they, they walk like they've got big old lats, but they don't, you know. But then you got some folk in this room that you do. You know, and so this week I had one of our church guys, he was in the first service. He sent me a picture. He, had, he was at the bottom of an escalator and there was a guy at the top of the escalator really, really latted up. I mean, he was like way out like this. I, the dude took a picture of him and sent it to me. The guy still had muscles. I'm like, I wouldn't have done that. He could have turned around and whooped you, but he took a picture and sent it. And he said, ILS is real. <laughs> you know, so that guy was walking up there, but I was telling you last week, a lot of times people, they, they flow with that, that, that because there's insecurity, you know, and I want us as God's people to learn what it looks like to really flex. Amen. To really move in the strength and the authority and the power that God has and so I gave us a definition of flex last week, exercising your faith to move in the authority and power that God has for your life. I believe every Christian in this room, you ought to be able to flex your faith a little bit. That's my sermon title today is flex your faith. Look to somebody beside you. Oh no, we're not supposed to do that right now. Keep your head straight ahead. Say this without spitting. Say flex your faith. Oh, you got a little bit on me. No, 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 no. Flex your faith. Flex your faith. So last week, as we were looking at these, this, this subject of flexing, we saw that this power that we have is an invitation to walk in all that the Holy Spirit has for us, this authority and this power. And we started realizing last week that the power and the authority that Jesus gives us often our insecurities keep us from believing those things are for us. And I believe those insecurities are taken care of when we begin to understand who we are, but more importantly, whose we are. And so if you missed last Sunday, go back last Sunday, because you'll never be able to flex if you don't know who you are and what you have. And we began to look at that last week. Also last week, we pressed into the truth that if we're going to be able to flex, we need to respond to the commands of the Lord, not the demands of our flesh. I hope this week the Lord was just inviting you into that, this whole week. Like, like, listen to me, don't listen to your flesh. Respond to me, don't respond to your flesh. And, and God's looking for his people to flex, to rise up, and to come against the flesh that we have that wants to rise up and rob us at times from God's best. And so we were looking last week, responding to the commands of the Lord is so essential if we're going to learn to flex. And we're going to show that today. How do we respond to the word of the Lord? We're going to look at that here in a moment. Because I am ready to see the church flex again. Amen? I, I want to see you individually as believers flex again. Know who you are. Know what you possess. Don't be afraid to move in faith. Don't be afraid to declare what God is calling you to declare. To hold fast to what God is calling you to hold fast to. And to watch what God is going to do in your life and through your life. Man, I, I, I just feel like that book of Acts, we should see some more of that. Amen? Amen? And, and when I look at the book of Acts, I'm like, these jokers were no different. We've got the same Holy Spirit. Amen? Yeah, we do. 
We, we have the same mandate, the same call upon the early church. Every single one of you in this room, you have that same call upon you, that same authority upon you, that same anointing upon you. Come on, I feel like preaching in here this morning. Is that all right? You have that same, that's, when I look at you, I see the potential that a God has all in you. Not so that you can be seen, praise Gary's name. Although I like Gary, you know. But man, that Jesus can be seen in, man, people, they want to see Jesus in his church again. And that's all the book of Acts is, it's just a whole bunch of people letting Jesus do his thing in and through them. And you know what Jesus will do? He will show up and he will show out when his people lean in to his command, when his people lean in to the word that he is saying to walk into. He will. Shout, he will. Yeah, so in the book of Acts, we see the disciples of Jesus and the early church believers experiencing like incredible things. And they weren't perfect. They struggled. They weren't perfect. They had fears. They had frustrations. We can see that throughout the scripture. We can see that the early church, guess what they had that we have at times? Relational tensions. Aren't you glad the Lord will still use us in the midst of all those things as we submit ourselves to him? That's the key, though. They went through all those same kind of similar things, but they were submitted to their risen Savior. You hear that? They were submitted to their Savior, and then they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. So when I ask this question, I want to ask this. Where did their powerful ministry start? When you look at the book of Acts, like where did that powerful ministry that they had start? Did, did, did it start when Peter stood up under the unction and power of the Holy Spirit and began to preach a word? Is that when it started? I mean, it was awesome. 3,000 came to faith, the ministry started. Amen. Amen. Did it start then? Is that, that, is that when their ministry started? Did, did their ministry start on the day of Pentecost earlier that day when they were seeking God's face and the power of the Holy Spirit came and baptized them in, in fire and an anointing to be a witness? Is that when that ministry started? When did it start? I'm going to say it started back in Luke chapter 5. All right? And I want us to stand to our feet. I want to honor God's word as we read together this narrative, because I really believe everything that you see in the book of Acts started on this day. I really believe it. And everything you want to see happen in your life, I believe can start today. Amen? If we can grab a hold of the principles that we see in this passage of scripture, and we begin to live out those principles, man, you can start to see the book of Acts lived out in your life again today. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 on one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him, on Jesus, to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. Some of you may wonder what that is. The lake of Gennesaret is the Sea of Galilee. Same body of water, just if you're curious. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down, and he taught the people from the boat. <coughs> And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, master, we toiled all night and took nothing but at your word. Say at your word. At your word. I will let down the nets. It says, and when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in other boats to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats, so they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. 
For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid, for from now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and they followed him. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you so much for when we respond to your word, great and mighty things happen, God. Let us be people that learn to flex our faith. Let us be people that do what it takes, Lord God, to respond to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can go ahead and have your feet, your seat. Yeah, have your feet and your seat. <laughs> Excuse me. You know what I love about this fishing career, you know? Literally, I mean, like, like, I don't think they've ever caught so many fish. They had to have friends come. They had to have people come and help them gather the harvest. Is it called harvest when you fish? I don't know. To gather the catch in? I don't think they ever had to have that. You know, and, and then all of a sudden, God begins to flip it in that moment. The best day of their life. And then God says, you're not going to do that anymore. You're going to come and follow me. Amen. Can you imagine that? You're a realtor and it's the week you've sold more houses than you've ever sold ever. You know, this is a good week. Amen. I don't know what your occupation is, but just imagine that week. Like God has just done something. It's powerful. And then he asks you in the midst of that, will you respond to me now? So there's just so much opportunity here for these guys to flex their faith. And you may feel, when it comes to this idea of flexing your faith, you may feel like you need more faith. Can I tell you right now, you don't. What you need is more knowledge of God's word, all right? His word that's written, logos, but then also his word that is alive, rhema. Rhema word is that word that, have you ever spoken or read the word of God and something jumped off the page at you? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, man, that's, that's God saying something to me right now. That's no longer just logos. That is spoken, revelatory word that you have an opportunity to respond to. But what happens so often is we look at that and we're like, yeah, that's a nice little suggestion. And we don't own it. We don't take it. We don't hear it for what it is. But I want you to get in your mind that what it is, this word from the Lord, is something prophetic. Now, pastor, I thought prophecy meant like end times and you're going to tell me what I'm going to do three weeks from now. No, no. Prophecy is a timely word from the Lord Amen. that God is sending into motion to create a given outcome right now. It's a right now word for what you're going through. How many want a right now word for what you're going through? Amen. Right. My thing is this though, you want a right now word for what you're going through, but you didn't listen to the last word that he told you. Right? I'm at fault too. I do that. God, I'm praying. I want to hear your voice. I'm speaking. I know, but I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that prophetic word is powerful. God's always bringing this logos into rhema, into living word for us. And when we respond to the timely word of the Lord, it places us on the prophetic edge of receiving what God has for us and what he wants to do through us. How, how many, do we have any hikers here? I know I like to hike. You guys know that. Have you ever watched those YouTube videos of guys on the cutting edge of a mountain? It, your hands are sweat. It's exhilarating, right? It's just amazing. God wants to put you right on the prophetic edge, something exhilarating. He wants to put you right on that edge of his word, what he is wanting to accomplish in you, and I want to help you get there, Amen. I want to help you flex your faith so that you can walk in that, so that you can understand what it takes to submit yourself to his leadership and see his word manifest in your life. That is what I call exercising your faith. 
Exercising your faith isn't grunting. Some of us have been taught in the faith movement, and um, those have been around church for a long time, especially in the 80s. You remember the faith movement, you know? And, and, and you, if you grunted enough, you could, get, you could get God to do what you wanted God to do. I just had to mm, believe. Just had a grunt real good, you know? Maybe throw a couple in Jesus' names into it, you know? No, that's not what faith is partnering with. I begin to live that now. When God is speaking, I begin to partner with that. I begin to live that command out. I begin to live that word out. And I start to see that timely word become a reality. In other words, exercising faith is partnering with God for your future. It's what God's wanting to do in your life now and as you go forward. Do you realize in the things of God, nothing is received apart from faith, right? Let's think about salvation. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But pastor, you don't know all the things I've done. It doesn't matter. The prophetic word over your life, that timely word from God is if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's people in this room right now, you need to be saved. But there's things that hold you back because you say, but, but, but my nets are empty. I have nothing to offer God. It doesn't matter. He'll fill your nets. But, but, but pastor, I'm struggling to believe. It doesn't matter. Put your faith in him. And man, that's when salvation comes. And then you start to experience the net getting full doesn't work the other way. When the net's full, then I'll believe. No. But that's how it is in everything with, with life, okay? God puts something in your heart. You begin to believe for it. Like, like in the natural, if I wanted to grab this bottle of water, I'd grab it with my hand. Now I possess this bottle of water, correct? I got a hold of it. I can partake of it. I can enjoy it, all right? But in the spiritual realm, if I want to get a hold of something, the Greek word is pistis, okay? Pistis is how you say it, pistis. So the word pistis, literally, theologians will tell you it's kind of like a hand that grabs a hold of something. So if I want to grab a hold of my salvation, I can't do that with my physical hand, but I can with my faith. You see? If I want to grab a hold of victory or deliverance, maybe I'm going through an addiction and you're thinking to yourself, there's no way that I can, but the Bible says that he will set me free. And so you hold on, you grab a hold of that with your faith. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on, all right? And that's exercising your faith, partnering with God for what God's wanting to do. Now listen, when the knowledge of God's word comes, and you remind yourself over and over of that word, when you begin to remind yourself of what the scripture says, trust increases and faith automatically follows. And it's not just an incantation. It's not magic words when you're beginning to speak the things of faith, when you're beginning to speak what God's trying to do in your life. No, it's not. It's relationship. I know Amy's heart. I know her desires. I know what she wants. And so I can, through relationship, begin to partner in a life together. And then she and I, as a husband and wife, man, we can create amazing things together, a life together, calling those things that are not as though they are. You ever dream with your spouse? Literally, just sit there and you think about life. Someday we're going to do this, and we're going to have that. We're going to walk in this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. Isn't that neat? Man, God wants you to dream with him. As he begins to speak those things, you know him. Man, you're sitting there just dreaming about, yeah, you're right, Lord. We're going to accomplish this. You're right, Lord. I'm going to walk in victory. You're right, Lord. I'm going to be able to, 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 to give the way you're calling me to give. You're right, Lord. I'm going to start this. I'm going to stop that. It's out of relationship, all right? 
And so the first thing we have to do if it's out of relationship, how do we flex our faith? We've got to hear the word. This is going to be a real simple sermon, all right? Simple to hear, a little more difficult to live out. And so the first thing is we hear the word. In Romans 10, verse 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And maybe some of you have, have experienced this before in your life. You, you, you were in church, something happened maybe, and you started to pull away. And, and the first step is you pull away from, from church, you know. So now you're not hearing the word preached. You're not hearing the word in worship. And, but you know what, Pastor? I, I'm still listening to 104.7, The Fish. You know, I got my podcast on, and, and after a while, that starts to diminish a little bit. And next thing you know, you're starting to doubt. And you're wondering, was I just drinking the Kool-Aid before? You don't have to raise your hand, but I know there's people in the room that's felt that way before. Am I just drinking the Kool-Aid, you know? Well, it's because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by his word. And as we're hearing that word of the Lord, it just builds our faith. It builds our hope. It builds our trust. It builds our relationship. Builds that experience that we're having as God speaks and as I move out into what he's speaking. And we can see a phrase in several areas in the New Testament. In your notes, if you look online of this sermon, you'll see three. Um, you'll see Matthew, Mark, and another one in Mark. It says this, he who has ears to hear, let them hear. There was not a condition in Palestine where people were heart to receive, all right, he who has ears to hear. Do you have a heart to receive the word? That's what he's saying. And if you do, you're going to hear. If we distance ourselves from hearing, we stop having that ability to walk in faith. It starts to diminish in our lives. So there is a difference between having ears and having ears to hear. All right? Watch this. Faith is not about us just speaking whatever we desire or commanding God to make things so. That is magic I would call that even witchcraft, you know? And a lot of times I think, I think that um, we feel like we can twist the arm of God. No, no. Faith is hearing his word and then responding to that word, declaring, speaking that word, living that word out. It's not just saying, I want this, so I'm going to speak it. Lord, give me a Ferrari in Jesus' name. If God wants me to have a Ferrari, I'm not going to say No. I have a feeling it's probably not going to happen. It's just not my thing. Do you know there's a guy that visits here at the church often and um, lives out of the country most of the year, has a nice Ferrari, you know? Wonderful guy, loves Jesus. That's beautiful. I don't really feel called to that. That's why I don't really want one, right? I just don't feel called to it, you know? But to sit here and declare that, no, no, out of the heart of God, what are you telling me, Lord, to declare? What, are, what is your command my flesh is going to want my demands. What is your command, Lord? That's what I want to lean into. So he who has ears to hear. We've got to hear what he's saying. And then faith, it's not just about speaking what we want. Like I said, it's about speaking the commands of the Lord. So faith is partnering with God and what God desires to do in your life and the world. God is always speaking. You know that? He's always speaking. But are there those who have listening ears to hear? And the way we have listening ears to hear is we respond and we begin to live on, I like to call it the prophetic edge, okay? I'm not just saying that because that sounds cool. The prophetic, that timely edge of what God is doing. I want to wake up in the morning. God, what are you doing today? Like, what, Lord, not, not what am I doing. What are you doing today, God? If I can wake up in the morning in relationship, what are you doing today? And then I can begin to partner with that and begin to speak that. Oh, 
I can have an expectation that my net's going to get full. Amen? Oh, Jesus, let your nets in this house get full. You want some of that? Just raise your hands up. Let your nets get full. I don't know what that might be for you right now, but Jesus, let their nets get full as they listen to your word, as they listen to your voice. That's that prophetic edge. That's where God is saying, and we're hearing and beginning to respond, and then we start to see the freaking, but there's a specific word in a moment that here. And, and, and God's always speaking, but there's a specific word in a moment that, that God's going to declare. And watch this. In Luke 5, verse 4 through 5, and when Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon. You see that? God's speaking, but then there comes a prophetic word just for you. When, when God was finished speaking, he said to Phil. When God was finished speaking, he said to Chris. Amen? When, when God was finished speaking, he said to Kelsey. When God is finished speaking, he said to Leanne, can, can you wake up in the morning with an anticipation? God, I'm listening. I, I want to be one that hears. I want to flex my faith, but there's nothing for me to flex if I don't hear. I'm listening, Lord. Speak. Speak, Lord. That's that first thing. And here's what he said. He said, Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've toiled all night and we took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. So the first thing that we see here is God has a specific word for you. He spoke a specific word to Simon. Amen. And Simon in that moment, he could have just said, no, no, you don't understand, God. I all night long have already fished these waters. I'm a professional fisherman. I know how life is supposed to be. And I know how I'm supposed to act. And I know what my desires are and my wishes are. And you don't understand. We've already done this all night, God. Jesus, we've already done this all night. <coughs> I don't need to hear what you're saying. Well, yeah. So you have a choice here. You can either believe your circumstances and hold fast to your situation, the thing you've been going through, or you can believe the word of the Lord. So the first thing is hearing the word. The second thing is believe the word. Believe the word. And your circumstances will try to stand in the way of your miracle. Do you know that? And I don't believe that faith is denying your situation. Faith is not denying your circumstance. Faith is declaring to hear and believe God's word in the middle of your situation. In the middle of your circumstance. So in that moment, Simon has this opportunity. He's heard the word of the Lord. Hey, go out and put out into the deep water. But, and that is so powerful. Because he's looking at his Savior. And this isn't some magic, cosmic, Las Vegas slot machine game. Okay? No, this is a real guy dealing with real issues. He's not looking at Jesus just ching-ching. No, no. He's going, but... God, I've already done this. I've went out, we've fished. It's not right. I get that. But here's the other opportunity for you. You can go out into the deep again, and let's do this again with me involved. And what's cool is he has an opportunity to reconcile, just like you, every day, with his beliefs in the things of God. Just like you, every day. Every day you have an opportunity to reconcile yourself in fear or in faith. In doubt or in belief. Every day, you can look at your situation and you can say, but God, and then you can leave yourself over on this side of the negativity and not respond to his word. 
All right? But God, I know you're telling me if I'll stop living with that guy, you're going to bring me a godly man that will honor me the way God wants to honor me. But God, where is that joker? Because I haven't seen him. I've been looking. And this fella, he's here. You see what I'm saying? But God, I want to begin to be faithful in giving and tithing and things like that. But you don't understand, Lord. My net is empty. I fished all night. I hear what you're saying, but I'm struggling to believe it. We're not even talking about acting yet. I'm just saying believing it. So that belief is a moment when you have to reconcile. God, right now, I know this situation looks rough, but I hear your word. I hear what you're saying, and you're giving me an opportunity. I'm too afraid of that opportunity. I'm too worried. Or I know too much to embrace that opportunity. Whatever it might be, that's holding us back. So that second thing is believing the word. So you can put your faith in your circumstance. You can put your faith in what's continuing to be the same old, same old. Or you can put your faith in the word of the Lord. He said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing but at your word. Everybody shout, but at your word. That, that's the key. It, it's the word. It's the word. It's the word. It's, it's saying, God, I hear what you're saying. And I'm going to receive it even though right now I don't understand it. But at, say it one more time, but at your word. We toiled all night, but at your word. What you were saying in this moment, God, I am choosing to believe that apart from my circumstances, apart from my current situation, apart from my doubts, apart from my lack, Lord, I'm choosing to believe you. And listen, we can't say we truly believe if we don't follow that belief with action. So number one, you're going to hear his word. Number two, you're going to believe his word. And that believing meant every day when you're going through things and you're fighting through circumstances in your heart, every day you have to remind yourself to believe. Every day you're reconciling and choosing to grab with faith what God says is yours. To grab with faith, with belief that God, I can't daily kind of a thing, that belief. And then you're going to begin to act on that word. Make decisions based on what the Lord is saying, not on what you are feeling. Amen? Making that decision. And, and here's the thing. A lot of us, we pray a lot of prayers. God, I want you to do this. God, I want you to do that. And God has already spoken to us things that we have not acted on yet. Does that make sense? So we're praying for things, but there's things he's already given us a clear word on we're not acting on. And, and I, I look at it like a mountain. Remember that mountain we were talking about? That, that prophetic edge, being able to walk in exhilaration. Oh, God, look what all you're doing. Think of that mountain. If God tells you to go over a mountain, all right, but you won't respond to that word from the Lord, you won't hear, believe, and act on that word from the Lord, and you'll just go around. No, I'm not going to go over. I'm just going to go around. I'm going to do it the way I Guess what? You will go around and around and around the mountain over and over and over again. When God says you can go over it, Trust me, you can go over it. When God says it's time for this to end in your life, man, take that word, believe it, and begin to act in according, accordance to that, you know? Whatever it might be, begin to go over that thing. 
And so make decisions based on what the Lord is saying, not what you are feeling. Luke 5, 4 through 7. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing but at your word. I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners and other boats to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Oh, my word. He told them, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And I believe that's a big thing for us as his people. We've got to be willing to get out into the deep. Amen? Flexing your faith getting out into the deep. Think about that. If I can get out into the water where I can touch, I'm still in control. You know? I, I'm still in control. But I want to get out where I can't touch anymore. Amen? Let's stand to our feet, guys. I want to I get out into the deep where, where without him, I'm going to miss it all. I want to launch out into the deep. Put out in the deep. Let down your nets for a catch. Too often we stay in the shallows because we won't respond to what God is telling us to do. Ne next week, I'm going to encourage you to wait out deep. Deep, deep, deep. We're going to be looking at how we respond to God in worship. Because I believe worship is something that helps us, helps us flex our faith. It's not just singing. We're going to talk about that next week. I believe worship helps keep the word of the Lord in our hearts. It keeps the word of the Lord in our minds. It keeps the word of the Lord and our spirit moving toward all that God has. Not just does it usher in his presence, but it reminds us of who he is. And so we're going to be going into some extended worship next week. It's going to be powerful. Don't miss next Sunday. But right now, I want to challenge you to flex your faith. Flex your faith. Think about things in your life right now that you know God is speaking to you. Let's close our eyes just for a moment. Something God has been speaking to you, a command from the Lord. It could have been something that you read in Scripture. It could have been something that he just dropped deep down into your spirit. But a command from the Lord. The demands of the flesh want you to doubt. The demands of the flesh want you to choose an opposite direction to what God is telling you. But I want you right now just to remind yourself, hear the word of the Lord. Do you have listening ears to hear his word first. Maybe you have a family member that's telling you something completely different. Maybe you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend telling you something completely different. Maybe the insecurities of your heart are just lying to you, telling you that you'll never walk in the authority and power that God has for you. You'll never walk in the fulfillment. You'll never see your nets full. Lord, we want to hear from you right now. God, speak to our hearts, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Speak to our hearts, Jesus. What is he saying to you? What's that prophetic, timely word that he is saying to you right now? We receive it, Lord. We receive it, Lord. We receive your word, Lord. Receive your word, Lord. Speak, Jesus. Speak, Jesus. Speak to your people, Jesus. We receive. As you start to hear that word from the Lord that He has for you, I guarantee you the enemy of your heart is going to rise up 
until you've toiled all night long. You've already worked and worked and worked and you've come up empty. You've already tried and tried and you have nothing to show for it. Right now, begin to reconcile the truth of God's word over that lie of the enemy. Begin to get in your mind that giant spiritual but God at your word. That may be just something you need to articulate. A few times a day, a few times a week. I don't know how many times, but you start to sense, God, I know you're saying, at your word, but God at your word, but God at your word, but God at your word. I will cast out. I'll take that next step. I will move into action. Right now, what do you need to reconcile? To be able to allow the, God's word to be preeminent in your life, to reign over your life. What do you need to reconcile to the cross right now? What do you need to lay before Jesus right now? What is it? Those early disciples walked in so much. But it started on this day. Because in that moment, they submitted to the leadership of Jesus. And they said, but at your word, we'll cast down our nets. Your day can start right now. Lord, this but, but at your word, Lord, I'll make this decision. Maybe there's somebody that you feel like there's somebody that's done wrong to you or you've done wrong to them. And God's saying that standing in the way. Lord, I have a right to be angry. But today, that prophetic word, that timely word from the Lord is saying, allow me to fix this. But at your word, I have a right, but at your word, Lord, I will respond. I will reach out. What is it that you would have me to do? When I leave this place today, what's that next act, that next thing? Spirit-led, spirit-filled, spirit-empowered action. What is it, God? <clears throat> Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. I'm willing to go into the deep. I'm not going to stay in the shallows. I'm willing to act and go into the deep. I'm willing to flex my faith. Can I tell you what's neat? Look up this way. Flexing your faith isn't about you just receiving your harvest, okay? It's not just about you receiving your net full. That's not what it's about. Where did their ministry start? When you respond in faith now, it'll begin to open up the possibilities of what God will do through your life later. So what we saw here was these disciples making a choice. Yes, we've told all night, but God right now, we will cast out our net. Guess what? It wasn't too long after that catch. That same evening, or that same day, Jesus looks to him and says, okay, now get rid of your nets and come follow me. 
Well, they've been trained. They've already started training themselves to respond to the master. Responding to the master worked. It filled my net. And if you say to respond, I'm responding to you. It says when Simon Peter saw this, this catch that happened, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me. I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Begin to check him, you know, for him to do a work in him. Personally, when you see God do a work, it starts to do something in you. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. Man, I want to be astonished by what God wants to do in this house, amen, and in your lives. For he, they were astonished, and so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. Now watch this. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. That's when the ministry started. The ministry started when they responded in obedience to the Lord. They heard his word, they believed it, and they acted on it. And they saw a great physical harvest take place with the fish. I want God to bless you. You know that? I do. I want him to prosper you in all things, Scripture teaches us. I want to be able to see physical manifestations of God's ultimate provisions over your life. We can see a promise here that when they responded, they saw physical blessing. But what was so beautiful is God then gave them a spiritual opportunity to respond. And they responded and they saw spiritual blessings as well. They became fishers of men. That's what I want to see in our lives. I think that's the reason why when we read the book of Acts, it thrills us. It gets exciting. It's like, God, that's real. And it's still real today. If we will hear his word, believe his word, and act on his word, we can anticipate and expect the fruit of his word to manifest. Amen? That's not called presumption. That's called faith. That's not wishful thinking. That's hoping in him and trusting in him. Amen? So right now, I just want to have one word of prayer. If that was something that you, like as we were going through that, there was just definitely something God's saying, this is the word, and you're reconciling it, and you're ready to take action, would you close your eyes and put your hands up one more time as we close in prayer? Yeah, 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 hands all over the room. Jesus, you see my friends, our church family, God, Lord, guests that are with us as well. Lord God, I ask that, Lord, we would be people quick to respond to your word. Not just to, to hear it and to shrug it off, but we would hear it, Lord God. We would take those things in our life that we struggle with, we lay them at your feet, and we would allow your word to lead us. We would act upon it, and we would see a harvest from it, not just for us to walk in physical blessing, that we could be your church mighty and strong, that we could be your church flexing in this world, that we could be your church moving in your authority and anointing, and that people can see Jesus and have lives changed and a spiritual harvest manifested. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God some praise. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv